24-7 comedy, folks. It is Wednesday at midnight. Denver's top iconic rock, folks. Whiskey and the Surfer. And I will die with my boots on. That's right. And well, and if I die shooting a porno movie, you know I'll be dressed appropriately. Bruce Dickinson, dear God, get your bangers cut. No. Thanks for joining us on Instagram TV. You guys having a good time? And you can gauge your core. Let's save America one person at a time. Charging us with visions. Yeah, I got free visions on my Instagram, dude. Come on over at Real John Toll. Speaking according to out.com, dude. Surgeon fired after posting a trans patient's body parts to Instagram. Dear God. Dude, I had to scroll five times. Oh my lord. This guy has good work. This guy put one on so big I had to follow three accounts to see it. What is the game? A Miami surgeon known for his gender reassignment work with trans pages has lost his job ever was discovered. He had been posting offensive, explicit images of his patients. According to a secret Instagram account without their consent. Oh no, they have since been deleted. Account at a sex surgeon since at least as far back as October. Post pictures of surgically removed genitals pairing them. Offensive captions intended to be humorous. Oh God. The only time you should be humorous at a hospital is if you're putting a cast on a leg. Oh, come on. Swung on it to drive that ball's driven to go. In one photo post on a Valentine's Day, Salgado rearranged a patient's dissected, severed penis into the heart shape, tagging it with, what the fuck is that? The caption, a photo of a dildo removed from a person's rectum. Oh, could have avoided if the trans man had a real fallacy. What does this mean? Use racist and ableist language in his captions, tagging a penile enhancement. Oh, quote, Asian cock. Oh, dear God. And I needed a microscope to see that guy's PhD. Anyways, his Instagram account was discovered by an unnamed source and put, oh, it was the same person that ratted out Robert Kraft. Oh, no. No, no, because I saw that Asian lady got her photo taken with all of these junk pictures that got deleted from Instagram. Yeah, they're in Hillary's 30,000 emails. Everybody knows and it leads right back to Russia. Or the Ukraine or the Clinton Foundation. Somebody's in charge. If you're gonna die, if you're gonna die, what? If you're gonna die, if you're gonna die, what? NYPD cop accidentally recorded oral sex with her boss on a police body cam. Uh-oh. Can I push pause? You know what I mean? Oh. The NYPD is investigating claims. It was a mind crime, dude. A little Queensryche. A little Queens Dome here, but it didn't have any Queens. It happened in Brooklyn. When a cop's body camera interferently recorded audio of her performing oral sex on her boss inside of a squad car while on the job, folks. Dude, what, wait, I, I, I forgot to study. What's the code for getting sucked off by my boss at an alley? During a recent midnight tour, of course. It was a three-hour tour. Come on, Ginger. And it was in East New York, 75th Princeton. An officer and her sergeant. Take a minute to read this story. The officer and her sergeant reportedly started getting frisky inside of the car. The female cop tucking her body camera into the vest, thinking it was off. Dude, everything you've ever done is on camera, dude. You better get ready. Female officer can be heard gushing to her lover about the parent sex act after they were done. <laughs> Oh, the recorded rendezvous likely uncovered. Oh, and a Molly Crew video. There we go. That's right. 
no, we do rock to me, you, and Dio. That's right. And for everybody getting blown during your day at work, God bless you. Thank you for joining uh, Donald Trump's new economy, dude. Take that. The claims are under eternal review. Oh, I got to hurt her throw was under internal review. Dear God. I find a time machine, I'm gonna go back and save Ronnie James Dio from himself. That's right. Scientists have built the first world's time machine in an experiment which defies the laws of physics. Now, mind you, this is from the sun, and they are selling me to Audi right now. I'm waiting for Boeing to make cars because I can get them on the cheap. Working with electrons, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Working with, le- with electrons in the bizarre realm of quantum mechanics, they first created the equivalent of a break for a game of pool. Uh-oh. The ball scattered, and according to the laws of physics, should have appeared as split in a haphazard way. It did it. We've artificially created a state that evolves in a direction opposite to that of the thermodynamic arrow of time. Folks, we are going backwards in time. Watch me. Yeah, they've already sent Hillary Clinton back in time. No, they have her in the stocks, neck deep, getting lettuce thrown in her head. I ran out of music. Damn it. WeaponsGreatFaith.com. doesn't seem like surf music does it that's from 16 candles you guys remember that with some riders in the sky Crackly as all get out. What are you going to do? And I sound too loud. I only use this stuff every day. It's not like... Well, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be within every single part. How did you feel when you woke up this morning? I got up and I was very motivated. I finished a episode of Whiskey and the Surfer for Instagram TV. That'll be up before noon here. On Thursday, today the 14th, oh, is it the Ides of March yet? Are we supposed to be scared of that one date for whatever reason? I'd like to know. We know Father Al's got something. We'll learn together, don't we always? 
The necessity to pray always, Father, challenges us to break new ground, folks, and to pray in new ways. How does that sound? Father, we love you. Jesus, we trust you. Holy Spirit, thank you for loving us so much. Praise you, Holy Trinity. We adore you. Welcome, brothers and sisters. I'm Father Al Lauer. The program is called Daily Bread. We thank God that you're listening. Some of you have been listening for years. Thank God for you. Some of you have been listening for a few days. Thank God for you. We're here to prepare you for Mass and help you live the Mass. So we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us repent. The Lord wants to forgive us. Please go to confession at the nearest opportunity. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Around the world, the church is praying. Lord, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection Under your guidance, we ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, look at our first reading. This is from the book of Esther. Esther's people, the Jewish people, are to be exterminated, are to be killed, genocide. And they can't stop their enemies from doing this. There's even a scheduled date for their execution. And what does Queen Esther do? She is seized with mortal anguish. And she prays to the Lord. Brothers and sisters, Jesus says in Luke 18, verse 1, there is the necessity of praying always and not losing heart. It's a necessity. And brothers and sisters, we got to pray when times are good and pray when times are bad. Pray when we got our back to the wall. Pray when we're about to be wiped out, destroyed, attacked, killed, murdered. Pray when we're having good times and things seem to be real good. Let's pray. Let's pray. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Before the first Christian Pentecost, Jesus told the apostles to wait in Jerusalem. And this is what they did. In Acts 1 and verse 14, in the upper room, together they devoted themselves to constant prayer. And then the Holy Spirit was poured out at the first Christian Pentecost and Acts 2 and 42. They devoted themselves. They continued steadfastly is a more precise translation. They continued steadfastly in the the apostles' instruction, communal life, breaking of the bread, and the, here it is again, prayers. Prayer is foundational For the Christian church. Prayer is what happened right before the church was born. And right after the church was born. We have been begotten in prayer. Therefore we are a people of 
prayer. We believe that we should be praying always. Praying always obviously does not mean praying formally always, but it means praying formally many times a day in order to pray always. I'm going to read from the Catechism. This is 2697. We cannot pray at all times if we do not pray at specific times, consciously willing it. These are the special times of Christian prayer. And so the church tells its priests and religious that under pain of sin, they must pray mass each day, morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, a prayer called readings, and a midday prayer. And then there are two other possibilities, mid-morning and mid-afternoon prayer. But the church is telling its religious and priests that under pain of sin, they have to pray at least six times a day and possibly more. Do you understand, brothers and sisters, what it's all about? Prayer means communicating with God, hearing him and speaking to him. And when you're dealing with a relationship of love with God, who is love, then communication is all important. Pope John Paul II, when he closed the holy door and closed the great jubilee, that was January 6th of 2001, he issued an apostolic letter called Entering the New Millennium. And in section 30, 32 of this letter through 34, the Pope talks about prayer. And he says, our Christian communities must become genuine schools of prayer. And people need to pray until the heart truly falls in love. Are you praying enough? Well, when your heart's fall in love, that might be enough formally. Now, of course, we're praying always in an informal way. Pope John Paul II, in section 34 of this document, Entering the New Millennium, he says, Parishes must ensure an all-pervading climate of prayer. He says, um, it is it is more thinkable that we usually presume for the average day of a Christian community to combine the many forms of pastoral life, witness in the world, with the celebration of the Eucharist and even the recitation of lauds and vespers. So he's saying parishes must be must ensure an all-pervading climate of prayer. Now, of course, what does that mean? Well, it means mass. But he says this also means, quite possibly, lauds and vespers, meaning morning prayer and evening prayer, in the parish on a daily basis. We have it here at Old St. Mary's, where I'm the pastor. And he says, and of course, that's uh, with the witness in the world. Most of the people in the parish are are. In the secular world, that's the place for lay people as a general rule. And uh, so they're out there praying right there on the job. And not just to themselves all the time. Sometimes they're praying with other people. 
And then he talked about many forms of pastoral life. Brothers and sisters, what we need to do is to break new ground in prayer. To pray as we've never prayed before. To get back to our roots. Remember, our roots are the birthday of the church is Pentecost. And that was a big time of prayer. So we got to get back to our roots, break new grounds and ground in prayer. You say, well, I've, I've never prayed morning prayer, evening prayer before. Well, here's your chance. Break new ground. Say, well, they got this charismatic prayer group at the church. I, I don't really know what they're all about. Hey, break, the, break new ground. Say, you know, I'm kind of a new Catholic and they have this rosary prayer group and, you know, I, I don't think I would even know the mysteries of the rosary or, I would be, if they told me you need lead a decade, I'd be, I'd be appalled. I wouldn't know what to do. Well, you know, go ahead. That's, come on. Get beyond the comfort zone in prayer. Say, you know, there's these certain people, they, they pray with people like on the street. I never heard of such a thing. Come on, break new ground. Say, you know, there's, there are some people at work who actually pray with people at work, like at the lunch break or, Coffee breaks and gosh, I, I thought you kind of kept prayer to yourself. I, I called up this one lady one time and she started praying for me on the phone. I, I was never so surprised in all my life. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's not lock prayer up in a church or lock it up in your little home. Sure, we want to pray in church. We want to pray in church every day. In fact, several times a day. But come on, brothers and sisters. There's more to it than that. We want to break new ground in prayer. Pope John Paul II, I've quoted this so many times. He says in the encyclical, the authoritative letter called Gospel of Life in section 100, what we need is great initiatives in prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting are the first and most effective weapons against the forces of evil. Say, well, I've never really been too much into fasting. Hey, that's, that's kind of the big deal when Lent. Why is Lent 40 days? Because Jesus was in the desert 40 days. And what was he doing in the desert for 40 days? He was praying and fasting. So come on, get do some praying and fasting. Say, I've never done that much. Well, break new ground. Do you see what I mean? If you're going to pray always, you're going to have to at least pray more and kind of get more and more and more into it. And where finally you say, I'm praying always, I think, here. I was praying seldom, but then I you know, was able to bring a few things in. I started praying with my wife. I never did that before. Or I started praying with my kids. I did that when they were little, but when they recently we haven't done it much. I started praying... You know, at work, I, I've, I've started bringing prayer in more often. I even found myself praying on the telephone a few times. And, well, brothers and sisters, you see what's happening? God's given you the grace to pray always, and he told you to do it. He's given you a command, so if, you're going to, if he's going to give you a command, he's going to give you the grace to do it. But at the same time, you know, we don't have to pay any attention to that. You know, when we began Lent... It just it seemed like a long time ago for some of us, but uh, just a week ago or so. The reading, the gospel reading for Lent, the beginning of Lent, Ash Wednesday, was about um, the three traditional Jewish penitential practices, almsgiving, prayer, 
and fasting. So right from the get-go, we were told, come on now, let's really get into some serious praying. I think a lot of Catholics kind of figured that out because uh, they go to Mass maybe more in Lent than they do at other times. They um, go to particular special services in Lent than they do at other times. I think they figured it out. There's supposed to be more praying, formal praying in Lent. Well, that's right. But that's only the beginning. There's supposed to be more formal praying in most people's lives in not just Lent, but all kinds of ways. At home, at work, wherever. And so, brothers and sisters, let's get beyond the comfort zone. When you stay in the comfort zone, you stay in the zone of mediocrity. You don't need that. We got enough mediocrity around. But let's move into... New ground, breaking new ground as we pray, as Esther prayed, as we prayed, as Jesus prayed in the agony in the garden, as we pray, as, as the church was being, was being born prayed. Pray, pray, pray. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you will support this radio station. Our address is Presentation Ministries. 3230 McHenry, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45211. 3230 McHenry, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45211. Phone number 513-662-JESU. We hope you all read the daily Bible teaching book, One Bread, One Body. Get it if you don't have it and maybe order a few hundred extra copies to give out to your friend in your parish. 513-662-JESU. J-E-S-U. May Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Volume knob's not good. I need the speed on Whiskey the Surfer. What am I going to be doing? Well, a crackly volume knob. What is that? Too much use? I, I, wore, I wore out my ability to pray because I did it every day. I, if you do it so much, uh, your palms will grow together. Remember, how about that? That's a possible thing. How, what is that to be? What is that to be in full... Constant prayer. Instead of thinking, I walk around thinking about projects all day and what I have to do and just mental things that I can, you know, simulate in my head. So when I sit down and do them, they just it just becomes second nature because I've already done it. Does that make sense? But what what isn't happening is negative self talk of myself or others, except for Nancy Pelosi and um, you know whoever the um, Tucker Carlson tells me to hate. Just kidding. So yeah, it says to have day after day with, um, you know, because even when negativity is brought your way, you're like, well, negativity is here. 
and it is here for that person and what can we do and what can we say to have that person realize that they are bringing that negativity into their now for whatever reason it's never about the now it's always about some other past thing that they did not make peace with that has reared their ugly head again and here you are taking the brunt of well what should have been somebody's uh work to do and I don't know, and looking at nature, or walking around, or going to therapy, or whatever it is. But think about that: if you're if you're constantly praying at all times, I like the idea of of uh, how you're gonna pray all the time if you don't pray at three o'clock. That's a that's a as better question than that. I don't think so. I would I would love it. And if you had your dedicated time to do something. How much easier it is that to fit that into a system? If you work better with calendars, do you work better with systems or times of the day? There's nothing wrong with that. Set yourself up in a in a winning pattern. But if you want to schedule something that you succeed in, then schedule it in the way of other things that you are already succeeding in. How about that? And then if all if you're doing is by your simple act of being and accepting God's will, you've exceeded in the present moment, you've succeeded in the present moment. And then in your awareness of your gratitude for being here, well, then your actions would be a prayer to God. Your words outward would be a prayer to God. And then your words inward to God is a great thing to do instead of I think this, and I think this, and people who think this think this, and if they do this, then I think this about them, and 19 thoughts later, within three seconds, you've, you know, dehumanized somebody, or you've created, you know, a scenario that doesn't exist. Now, and now you've, 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 the brain forgets that you created this scenario that doesn't exist, and now you've taken a, a truth from there, or the truth that you always carried forth created that mental scenario, but then if you take that forward in a negative way and instead of working on why you're coming up with such a negative scenario you hurl it outwards at other people I mean in and in, in that build a wall you build a wall of acceptance in the general area of your being and in that is God's will and in that is your ability to serve and we should be serving just like hey if somebody knocked on your door and you know they were they were bleeding from a whatever Okay, well, stay over here on the linoleum. I got I got this rug cleaner. I'm not going to use for another week. Would you not? I've seen enough movies. That seems like a setup. I might just help the guy in the front yard, depending what the weather's like. I don't know. No, you would serve a person. So a person that comes in and they're having a, you know, a, a terrible time navigating why they do whatever they do. I don't know. It's automatic programming. If then. If then, then what? If Dunkin' Donuts drive through, then large black coffee, couple ice cubes. Do you have any Boston cream donuts? No? Good. I shouldn't have asked. Every time. Because it's an if then. If workout, if gym, then more energy, then more health. Does that make sense? If then, no television. Then life of no television. If all television, then life of all television. If 100% grasp in the mainstream media creates an emotional distress, that's your input. How could your output have any bit of balance in it? 
when you're ingesting the very well-crafted scenarios that sell the advertiser's products in as much as Media Matters will command them to do it. And go watch that guy. Go watch Tucker Carlson take down that ne'er-do-well for Media Matters. You dig through somebody's path. Dig, go, go look at some Pipos Teeth. Did we already talk about this? Pipos Teeth Thousand lyrics. PC Desquad lyrics. It was just a different time. We lived in different ways. And now they want to go see that. Do you realize how, how, how it's either an experiment, it's either an economic experiment, right? Or it's a tried and true thing that, you know, and uh, what do they call them? Our outrage archaeologists. How about this? You're never going to do anything with your liberal studies degree. And so you've, well, I'm speaking to myself in that matter. <laughs> but you wanted to be Indiana Jones. You wanted to go out and find uh, some hidden treasure and bring forth truth to the light of what America is or should be or moving along people in their historical educational path. If you want to explain uh, reality in a mathematical sense, if you want to... What I did is I love the movie National Treasure. I turned my day into a... into just a version of that. And if you're in a constant state of daily prayer, then what you're engaging in and you're reading and you're listening to, well, then you get those little polls and those little, hey, and you know when things are happening and you are given the knowledge that, yes, this is where you are. This is what you're supposed to be looking at. And then you ingest something that you didn't expect to read. And then two hours later, you're having a conversation with somebody who was looking for that information and you gave it. So what starts off is, you know, I'm looking at his article and now I click, like I'm, when we talk to this guy, I don't know anything. I go, well, well, what's this? Well, what's this? Well, what's this? Well, if they're talking about this, what's it really mean? What's the Greek version of this? What are they really saying? And then look at everything from what, what are they really saying level? And then in that, you have the confidence of what you're learning, what you're getting in your, in your feedback loop of your if-then statement. If someone in faith talking truthfully about the faith is saying something to you and you are accepting it in as much as they have their faith was as equal to yours, how much is that? Just a constant prayer. It's the same thing. It's, it's input-output. It's actually what you're perceiving is now you're controlling the input. Unless you look at things as neutral and then you're literally sitting in the third superposition. And if you've already accepted God's will as it before it comes in, then you're just a conduit to God's will happening in as much as you are going to do the work because you're grateful to be here to serve. Bloody guy on the front lawn. Bad traffic on the way home. Crap weather. Canceled gig. It's an opportunity. And not everybody looks at everything like an opportunity, but it's your opportunity to remind them to look at it as an opportunity. And they can dispel some of their own demons of bad and negative thinking that have brought them to this place of unease. And maybe they will ingest different things from an informational standpoint. And then they'll join the team. You just better be ready to fast and pray. I hope your fasting is going well. I know mine is. I, uh, but I, you know what? I'll eat a Milano cookie in the middle of the night. Eat a Pepperidge Farms. I, God bless them. They know what they're doing. I shouldn't be doing it because I'm, I'm, I'm really opposed to the thoughts and uh, expressed views of Alyssa Milano. I think her career uh, peaked in um, 
commando. Um, I, I've taken this to a tangent, haven't I? Anyways, weaponsgreatfaith.com. Can we wrap this up? Pray all day. Have a certain time to pray. Wake up and be thankful. Bless yourself when you say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You do it with the reverence that you would do it if you were standing in front of the guy. Think about that. So I'm just run through it like you're like you're trying to break the land speed record of let the, of let's get this over with. Is this guy doing another five minutes in the homily? Why are you judging? There's no clock in here. Oh, there is. It's behind you. Yeah, pay attention. We're looking forward this time. And should we look, be looking forward in our present moment? We should be looking at the present moment with the already presupposed accepted blessings of what's coming in the future based on what we've decided in our best interests. We've decided my best interests, our best interests, to go to Mass, everybody, to take the body and the blood, and that Holy Spirit flows through you, and you're off on your own Nicholas Cage treasure hunt as the Holy Spirit works with you as Mary teaches and Jesus heals. And that's it. A reminder that in that time of the rosary is that time when you are going to learn. Follow me on Instagram TV, folks, at Real John Toll. And guess what you're going to see over there? Uh, a whiskey and the surfer that um, you can actually watch me do what I do, which is um, usually just listen to music and spin in a circle and uh, occasionally say things. We'll get out of here on a little bit of Tom Petty, folks. Doing a little bit of green onions. sense that we talked about pick some times to pray during the day use those as anchor points to get you in a place of doing it more often than not successful endeavor to continue to pray at those times so that in times when you need that extra awareness you're going to remember to go there instead of feeding into an illusion that is not there and become life itself. God bless everybody. Weaponsgreatfaith.com Whiskeyandthesurfer.com if you want some early 1980s anti-politically correct back when fun was fun. The kind of radio you wanted to listen to when you were a kid, why not? If you want to believe it's 1983 for every single day for the rest of your life, I say go for it. I say go for it. seeds are germinating in your world. Everything's an opportunity. God bless.